Everybody, we got John Garcia. He back. He talking all them recruiting. We're going to talk Arch Manning fallout. We're going to talk about LBU, what is slowly becoming, not slowly, what is fast becoming Georgia's reputation on defense. And then lastly, A.J. Harris. Who is he? Who are we getting in that commit? We'll be back right after this. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Locked On Bulldogs, part of Locked On Atlanta and part of Locked On Network of Podcasts. Glad you're here today. If you're over on YouTube, welcome. Glad you're here. Comment below. If you're on the audio side, subscribe to that. Give us a five-star rating and review. We're here today with our boy, John Garcia, who's out in LA for the Elite 11. John, how is it going, my friend? Well, let me first say that the weather is is as advertised out here, uh, 70 and breezy during the day, uh, high 60s at night when we're out there with the guys. So uh, ideal working conditions, to say the least. But yeah, the competition is is great. It's the Elite 11. It's kind of the pinnacle of quarterback evaluation and competition. So night one went uh, really, really well with uh, Trent Dilfer and, and the other coaches and, of Ooh. course, the players themselves. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah, don't go to the valley. You go over to the other side of the valley. That's when temperatures get up to 100. You don't want that. Stay on that other side of the range. I grew up in California. You are in the prime location for that weather. Uh, glad to see it. Uh, hey, let's start with the news. Georgia fans, we were on this podcast earlier this week saying, hey, the Arch Manning was a swing and a miss. We're not going to deny it. We're not going to try to do the the rose-cutter glasses. We missed. Texas hit a home run. Good for them. But we were under the assumption that this isn't sky is falling for Georgia, that we're going to be fine. But but let's talk to you. What do you think, specifically with recruiting, now that Arch has gone to Texas? One, why do you think he did choose Texas ultimately? And then two, where does that leave Georgia in quarterback recruiting for this year and next? Yeah, I think Arch uh, was really kind of about his own identity, his own potential destiny. And I think that was a big factor for the Texas Longhorns. I think when you start looking at UT versus Georgia and Alabama, the other finalists, I just think there were some things that broke Texas's way. Uh, certainly, you know, he said Austin was, you know, the most city vibes of, of the three towns, which is certainly understandable. He's a New Orleans kid, certainly has grown up uh, more city than rural. So I do think from a comfort perspective, that does factor in. And then you look at the, the coaching staff. Uh, you know, your head coach is known for offense. He's known for quarterback development. The quarterback coach, A.J. Milley, was probably the individual coach that spent mm -hmm. the most time on Manning. Obviously, from the Georgia angle, there was a bit of a shift there, you know, with the Matt Luke angle and having to adjust thereafter with Hartley and, and Kirby Smart. So I do think that hurt the Bulldogs in the long run from, from a continuity standpoint. Um, and then I think uh, also the path of playing time. I just think it's quicker at Texas. I mean, it's it comes down to business and the Manning's no business. And I think yes. seeing the field by year two, and I actually did some research when he committed, no number one quarterback has sat more than one year in college. Uh, so if that is going to be true for Manning, I think Texas is the clearest route to actually getting on field uh, year two, which will be 2024. If Quinn Ewers does what we think he'll do, he'll be gone. It's not as clear at Georgia and Alabama. There's a lot more talent, no. a lot more high-level expected talent uh, relative to following 
Stetson Bennett and Bryce Young, respectively, on those rosters. You could argue that the Georgia and Alabama quarterback rooms are the most talented in all of college football. I think Ohio State is in that conversation, too. So I think that is as another factor as to why tennis or Texas, excuse me, started to really feel like uh, the school that separated itself for Arch. Uh, and, and you got to give him credit. You know, I think it takes a lot for, for him to go into that spotlight because it's bigger at Texas for him than it would have been oh, yeah. at, at both Georgia and Alabama, where obviously the programs are sustainable, loaded at every position and championship ready with or without him. Not the same at Texas. So I think all of that factored in. That's exactly right. I, we were on here talking about it. This seems like Arch saying, uh, I'm my own man and I'm going to make it or break it on my back. And you know what? Good on him for doing that. I, I like it. There's a competitor in that in that guy 100%. So I, I have no qualms about that whatsoever. Uh, and yeah, Sark, I, I, I'm maybe the only one of all of my Georgia people that I'm listening to. Sark <laughs> is a little scary to me right now. I saw him at USC. I was in Cali. The guy can he can coach up X's and O's on offense. Now he might be Lane Kiffin 2.0, or he might not. We'll, we'll see. Time will tell on that. And so yeah, good good on Arch doing that business decision. Uh, Got to respect it 100. Where does that leave Georgia for this cycle quarterback and also next year's cycle quarterback? Where do we go from here? Yeah, I think it's it's close to a total reset for Georgia. I, I think we talked about Texas being all in on Arch. Uh, the most, and they certainly were, but Georgia was probably second in that conversation in terms of pushing all their chips in, in that direction. But they have reached out to a new quarterback. I, I talked to Austin Novosad last night, the Baylor commitment, who's really hot on the recruiting trail, Ohio State, Texas A&M, both having mm-hmm. offered and hosted him for visits, trying to flip him. He said Georgia's the newest uh, to reach out, no offer just yet, uh, but you you wonder as his recruitment wears on he's already committed and there's no real final date uh, to, to to make one decision between these schools in sight so there could be some time for georgia to continue to push or at least look into a prospect like novasad others in the region uh, that could make sense you know brock glenn is another red hot name mm-hmm. uh, who who was supposed to commit in june but now it looks like it'll it'll come in july at the earliest so the longer he holds off Maybe Georgia can factor in late in the game for him. LSU just offered, and he was adamant about saying, hey, look, even though I haven't visited, they're going to be high on my list, and I'm really going to look into it. So you could imagine if Georgia did the same, it would probably yeah. feel similar. Uh, and then there's some other committed prospects that have taken visits, and they're looking around a little bit. Ricky Collins out of Baton Rouge. Um, Emery Williams, who committed to Miami, is one in the region that's elevating his own profile. And Miami just got another commit at quarterback, mm-hmm. so you never know how that shakes out uh, as well. Uh, And then Chris Parson, another Tennessean committed to Florida State, uh, has visited Mississippi State and SMU. So he's seemed a little bit open over the last few weeks. So I think he's one down the line that could uh, get some traction as well if other schools wanted to jump in. So there's still talent out there, of course, not at the Arch Manning level, but uh, the ball's in Georgia's court. We'll see if if they try to push for one, uh, but no offers just yet. So we'll wait and see. Yeah, uh, your point was exactly right. I think Alabama and Georgia's quarterback rooms, by and large, we got two five stars, and then we got a guy who's slinging it, who who George Pickens had come out to be his pro day quarterback, already on the roster behind Stetson Benning. And so that's a stacked quarterback room. And so I think we're just fine. I don't want to miss. I want to get a guy in this cycle. But if we don't, it's not the sky is falling. It would be nice to go ahead and grab somebody late. And we know Kirby does those pancake flips. 
a la George Pickens. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, hey, we're going to come back after this talk. Raylan Wilson and Bowles at the linebacker position. But first, one want to about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is our place. We go for every single car part our cars need, foreign, domestic, whether it's interior, exterior, performance, transmission, engine, oils, lubricants, Rock Auto has you taken care of. And you don't have to go anywhere to get it. It comes straight to your door. It is fast, reliable. It is fantastic. The user interface is great. It's the only place that Daniel and I, my co-host, if he was here, he'd say the same thing. We shop for all the car parts over at Rock Auto. Let them know we sent you by How Did You Hear About Us? Put in Rock Auto. It's going to let everybody know where you came from, helps us out, helps them out, and it helps you out because you're going to get reliably low prices for every single car part your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, linebacker you. Now, admittedly, I am a a all-out junkie for linebackers, okay? Roquan Smith, Nicobe Dean, those are my favorite dogs. I love fast, reliable linebackers. And it seems like Glenn Schumann is just picking the top five, six, seven guys and saying, I'm getting them. Rumor has it that we have three in the top 10. They're looking at Georgia, a couple already there. But Raylan Wilson, like I said before, has decommitted from Michigan and then Bulls uh, looking at it as well. So we might have three of the top seven inside linebackers coming to Georgia. And we've, we've seen Georgia knows how to play elite, talented linebackers on a rotation. It gets them drafted in the first round. So with that being said, what are the chances Georgia actually grabs three of these top seven inside linebackers in this cycle? Yeah, well, they've already got one on board, so it's a good start. Uh, and certainly the two you mentioned, I think, are very much in the crosshairs uh, for Glenn Schumann and company. Uh, I'll, I'll start with Raylan Wilson, fresh off of that decommitment from Michigan. That seemed like a matter of when he would decommit and not if he would decommit. Uh, a lot of schools closer to home, SEC, ACC country, have been all over him. Uh, he had a monster junior season. Great early identify uh, talent by Michigan, uh, but you just knew as other schools pressed, it was going to be hard for, for them to get him out of the South. Uh, and, of course, Georgia's got a panhandle-type linebacker already on the roster in Xavier Sori. Uh, so I, I wonder mm. what that connection may be. Uh, and Wilson uh, was just up there on campus. A couple other schools trying to stay in the mix, but I'd say that Georgia has separated itself as as the hottest there. And we know Kirby Smart really values the state of Florida in the recruiting game. Just look at that national title game. Floridians really mm. made the uh, difference uh, for Georgia over Alabama. And then with uh, Troy Bowles, uh, kind of a different situation. I, I think – it's the opposite of Wilson. I think earlier it was really Georgia at the forefront of the conversation around bowls. And as he's extended his recruitment and his profile has risen, other programs have tried to kind of chip away at, at an expected Georgia lead. I think Ohio state was also mm -hmm. in that conversation, you know, six, 12 months ago. And then since then it's, it's shifted just a little bit. I think Oklahoma is, is the program doing the best job in the, the short term, just over the last uh, six months or so since they changed coaching staffs. But I do think it's it's still very much a, a Georgia-Ohio State kind of deal. And I would probably put Georgia slightly ahead of the Buckeyes um, for his services at this moment. Uh, there's just a lot of familiarity there, uh, obviously, with the versatility that he brings as a three-down linebacker and the success of uh, – Nicobe Dean in particular, who you could start to kind of make a little bit of a comp there. I know that's lofty, but I think you could start to, to liken those two together in terms of height, weight, uh, overall athleticism and football IQ. I do think that there is a very clear and obviously recent sell for the Bulldogs to, to latch on to um, 
with uh, with Bowles uh, coming out of Tampa Jesuit High School. So yep. uh, it's just I think for him the timeline is curious. I think with Raylan Wilson probably does something in the next few months. I, I could envision him popping before the season begins. And I think with Bowles, he's kind of keeping other schools warm. You know, Rutgers, where his brother mm. plays. Florida's desperately trying to keep him in state. Uh, his high school has a lot of ties uh, to the Gators. Uh, and they're actually recruiting well on defense. Not so much on offense, but defensively, the Gators are doing a pretty good job. Michigan State has piqued his interest a little bit. Alabama's still in the conversation. So I think his recruitment could extend into the fall and other visits uh, can be taken. But, but as of right now, hard to envision a sell package better than what George has been able to do with him, especially coming off of that visit uh, in June. Yeah. And, and that's not a lofty goal. I mean, and then Kobe Dean was one of the all time best uh, at Georgia. I get it. But at the same time, again, Georgia has these outside edge guys. They have a prototypical for, and now they move an inside and they have a prototype for that as well. It used to be the Monty Rice kind of guy where maybe he wasn't three downs, maybe on that third down, you got a little sketch. He didn't blitz as much, but he was a sure tackler in the middle. All of a sudden you get a guy that is just heady. I think that's what I hear time and time again about these guys. Now coach's kid, of course, he's going to be heady. I understand that. But at the same time, Glenn Schumann, uh, does not recruit pure athletes only. You have to be athletic, but also you have to be just nerded out at inside linebacker. And Mondin and Sori and all the, they just kind of fit this mold of insanely athletic, but insanely data-driven guys that soak up play calling. And the more that I hear, you, you mentioned it as well, this, this uh, uh, N'Kobe Dean-esque feel, it's there. Um, and, and so Glenn Schumann right now, just a, a quick little pass. My gosh, I don't know of another position coach in college football right now that has lightened the world on fire like Glenn. <laughs> uh, this guy is is out there for blood on everybody. So it's certainly good Georgia fans that like that rotation. And again, Kirby keeps that rotation on defense. Uh, and if you can pluck those Florida, that that pipeline up. Ooh, my goodness, the more the merrier. I think what's really interesting is we have a very young inside linebacker room, and that's not scaring three guys from coming into that. Uh, that's really interesting to me. Uh, it, it says a lot of their mentality uh, coming in, that they're going to compete, and these guys are, aren't scared by anything on that level. Um, the Oklahoma thing, that's that's kind of interesting to me. That one's a that one threw me. I was not expecting that team to be the next one up to be pushing for him. Why do you think that is? Just what is Oklahoma doing that they're doing so well over there? Well, I think, you know, Brent Venables was recruiting him at Clemson. And, and you know, that's another program that in the front seven, they've been really yeah. good over the last decade or so. So him porting over to OU, I think, was big for Bowles' interest in getting out to Norman. And then Todd Bates also came with Venables uh, to Oklahoma, and he's recruited the Tampa area for a very long time. So I think the combination of those two uh, coming from Clemson resonated um, with Bowles, and, and he's taken visits uh, out to Norman and has liked what he's seen. So I, I definitely still think they're a bit of a dark horse compared to yeah. Georgia and Ohio State, where – We've been hearing those two schools from the outset of this Bulls recruitment. Um, but Oklahoma's, you know, they, they've closed some some ground here. How much re might remain to be seen? But if you're a Sooners fan, I would say the longer the recruitment goes, maybe the better the Sooners' chances are. If he starts to tweak his decision timeline and, and want to come off the board a little sooner, I think it's more conventional and, and, and the Bulldogs fans uh, should feel even more confident at that point. 
I love that. Love that. Hey, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about AJ Harris, who we're getting in the DB room, an already stacked DB room. But first, I want to let you know about Bet Online. Bet Online is your sports book experts. They are the official sports book of Locked On Podcasts and Locked On Bulldogs, as well as Locked On Atlanta. They're the place Daniel and I go to do all of our sports betting, and we do love some betting. We love over unders, we love parlays. Uh, the, the NHL championship just wrapped up, the NBA championship just, just wrapped up, but we got a whole season of baseball. Ball. And you can still get some futures out there, some changing MVP as it comes, as well as season win totals for college football. Uh, take the over on the season win total for the Bulldogs. I'm telling you, it's Kentucky and Tennessee, the only chance that we have to lose. And I like our chances in both those games. Take the over on it. Head over right now, bet online, your sports book experts. They are fast, they're reliable, they are safe. We love them. You should too. Bet online, your sports book experts. All right, AJ Harris comes off the board, commits to the Bulldogs. Um, who is he? We we have a lot of DBs, and and again, already stacked. And and an aging, uh, we have a bunch of seniors now. Keely Ringo is getting up there. He's going to be draft eligible, and he's going to be gone, and he's going to be fantastic. Christopher Smith, as well as Tyke Smith, uh, unknown over at the other corner. Uh, but we already have. Last year, we we got a, a good group of people coming in, but this. This AJ seems to be different to me. As I hear speech of him, uh, people are referencing him from seventh, eighth grade as being just a bona fide stud. So who exactly are we getting in this kid? This is as high floor a DB prospect as there is in this class. And I think when you talk about polish and what you want at the position, AJ Harris is one of the first guys that should be talked about. Legitimately six foot one. 185 pounds or so, um, just a disciplined kid, you know, plays all over the field at high school, military kid, by the way. So you just understand it's okay. just a different, it's a different level of consistency there. Um, but now he's at Central Phoenix City High School in Alabama, a uh, school that, you know, uh, George has recruited for a very long time. Uh, and certainly he'll have an elevated profile on Friday nights. But at his other school last year, Glenwood, uh, the Glenwood School in the same area, he was just the best player on the field every single game. So he's playing quarterback, taking direct snaps. Mm. He's returning punts for touchdowns. He's catching passes for touchdowns. He's playing corner and nobody's threatening him. So with AJ, the evaluation has really had to shift towards the camp and combine circuits and seven on seven where he has been so technically sound. He is smooth mm. in his back pedal, very, very consistent in the leverage department, doesn't flip his hips unwarranted, even against very good competition in that Alabama-Atlanta kind of corridor that that he's become familiar with against uh, very good power five wide receivers uh, every single weekend. It seems like uh, he runs really well. Uh, He's willing to play physical uh, and he's comfortable with the ball in the air. There's no panic in his game. That speaks to the experience and the discipline there. And and obviously at 6'1 with good length and speed, he can play the football at the catch point. So again, this isn't the flashiest corner uh, or the guy, you know, who's going to draw the most headlines. But the floor here is extremely high. I think if, if he's a finished product right now, you're still looking at a legitimate all-SEC type cornerback one day. So this is a, an unbelievable get for Georgia, which was really kind of always the school for him. Other schools mm-hmm. had popped up mm-hmm. as the primary contender to Georgia. Uh, Ohio State was that school last year. Florida in the last few months had some buzz to, to, to be that challenging school to Georgia. But Georgia's always been that consistent program. And, and they, I think, showed – and I think A.J. showed a lot of maturity in, in picking the Bulldogs despite turnover uh, in the secondary coaching position um, and a kind of an overarching belief 
uh, in Kirby Smart, um, in, in Glenn Schumann, uh, in, in the defensive scheme that has been so darn good year in, year out. Um, you know, he's been going to camp since he was in middle school there in Athens. And, and I think that long-term play uh, paid off uh, for the Bulldogs in a big way. And he's the type of kid that I believe when he commits, he really does shut it down. So I think he could even turn into a recruiter for the Bulldogs, which is never a bad thing when you're kind of on the border of uh, Georgia and Alabama, where there's obviously top talent year in, year out. Yeah, that uh, that's really interesting. All everything you just said reminds me of Malachi Starks a little bit. In in this class, it's already on campus. Very athletic. Malachi just kind of went on the field and just did his thing. He was clearly a baller among Paulers out there and just dominated no matter where he was. But that that mentality. Now there's a little Richard LeCount that you're talking all of a sudden come in there too. Military military kid. The floor being high. Those sorts of things. Uh, now all of a sudden you got the Stokes or the DeAndre Baker and Daniel and I have whiffed on calling lockdown corners at Georgia when when Stokes was there uh, as well as um, DeAndre we did not think they were going to be lockdown corners we thought they were going to be good again floor technical yada 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 but all of a sudden they just become this all standout SEC and if you're telling me this kid's already there and he's got to be at Georgia that has done this repeatedly throughout the history and recent history with corners. Keely Ringo, the next one in that line. And now all of a sudden, maybe next year, we can have another stud young guy coming in that could start day one being on campus and the day, the, the, the stage is not big enough or too big for him. Oh, my goodness. Uh, again, we hear this continually from people. There's some stars, there's some four, some five that are bigger stars than normal. And this kid seems that and everything you just said gets us excited a great deal for it. Uh, so that's thrilling. Uh, John, tell, tell the people where they could find you at. Where's the Twitter handle? How can they follow and engage with you? Yeah, it's just my name, John Garcia underscore JR on social and yeah, si.com slash college real simple for uh, all your college football and basketball recruiting needs. We're out here in LA, uh, a lot of quarterback talk, Right now, evaluations, recruiting notebooks, kind of the whole deal, videos as well. So check it out, si.com slash college. Uh, we're really excited because Georgia actually has a chance now to be in recruiting rankings for college basketball, which hasn't been the case since hey Anthony Edwards list. <laughs> so uh, you just you just got me really excited for the offseason of football going into basketball because we can talk to you some more. Uh, hey, everybody. He's John Garcia. He's fantastic. Go follow him. Go find him. Always a great time. John, thank you so much. This has been Locked on Bulldogs. We will see you guys later.